You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, do you all do you all ever get to physically be in the same space with each other in COVID? Or no, you're waiting until uh, no. this uh, is over. Uh, I haven't seen Chris in a while. Uh, in January, hopefully, uh, we'll we'll be in the same physical space. Um, but I haven't seen Chris. It's about a year, right? About a year, right, Chris? Yeah. yeah. The last year, we did a um, we did a screening of as an act of protest in New York at the People's Forum. And uh, man, right, and that right. was the last time. And Chris and then, came yeah, up for that, right? Right. He came up for that, and then a few months later, you know, COVID hit, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. doing yeah. all these Zoom meetings and Zoom calls, and yeah, it's been weird, Tanya. Yeah, it's definitely been weird. So on a sta- on a on a scale from one to ten, Chris, mm-hmm. first, what is the daily level of uh? concern that you have to have in order to leave your house every day and come home safely scale of one to 10. I would say, mm. I would say like five, four. Yeah. I'll say five. five. How about you, Dennis? It's probably now because it's spiking up again in New York, probably around a seven or eight. It's getting pretty uh, uh, weird again now, but I, I have to take a lot of cab Ubers now and 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 and, and things if I have to leave uh, the the house. Um, the trains, Tanya, believe it or not, are packed. Okay. You know, the trains are packed, Tanya. Now, you know, that can mean many things. That people got to work. Some people have to work, but Tanya, it's getting bad. So. That's why I'm, I, I say, geez, yeah, my concern is going up again because now I realize, damn, you know, we're, we're heading into the, the fall and, you know, the winter, the season. It's already getting cold in New York and the train and COVID is already, is spiking. already, already spiking. Yeah. I can't, I mean. So I believe the second civil war has already begun yes. that MSM hasn't claimed mm-hmm. it, yeah. but I believe mm-hmm. the shots yeah. have already been fired and it's. Done. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it yeah. has. Um, I'm actually yeah. been filming. Yeah, we've been in it. Yeah, I've been uh, filming. Literally filming it. Yeah, I've been uh, filming some stuff for Wilmington on Fire Chapter Two, and it's really uh, a look at Wilmington. You know, over 100 years later, 
and just the folks in Wilmington who are trying to reverse those effects of the 1898 massacre. And I went to a Trump rally last month. They had a Trump rally um, in Wilmington. I said, you know, let me go out here and do some filming and just see what the deal is. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, me and my camera guy, we went there. Because, like, Trump yeah. came to town. He came to Wilmington because you just see they named, the photos. Yeah, they, uh, they named uh, Wilmington like a World War II city or something like that. So he had to come to speak. And so they had this big Trump rally. You know, his supporters were out there, thousands of people. First of all, no one had any mask on but me and my camera guy, right? Oh and just, just the energy out there and stuff and the excitement for this guy. And we interviewed like 10 people. There was one brother out there we interviewed. <laughs> so what did he say? Oh, oh, well, oh, 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 he was like, um, he was like, he doesn't see racism. He was raised by a white man. Ah, um, that ah, he don't know what people ah. are talking about. And Trump is the best president we've ever had. That's what he said. Um, other people were just saying that Trump is the best president ever. He's shaking up the system. He's for the little guy. They, um, the liberal media is making up everything. It, it was wild, you know, and really, but it, it scared me because of the amount of some people that support him. It's just like a hidden support. I even have people in my own family, like four oh of my, my uncles, God, they yeah. support him and they brothers. And it's like, why? Yeah. You, um, this, this is what they say. Now they say they're tired of the left. They're tired of the liberal agenda. See, this is the problem. Um, and they just feel like they just feel like they just want to just buck the system and, and and break the whole. You got a lot of people that just want to just the whole system to fail and collapse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and they mm -hmm. feel like that's the best way to start everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Trump, that's what scares me because he has a lot of hidden support there. Because see, a lot of folks right are scared to say they support him. Right, you know, I, I agree. Booth, with you when exactly. they get in the voting booth, they're gonna they're gonna probably vote for him. And that's what really scares me just going. Yep. Yeah. And so yep. that's what really scares me. And yeah, it's it's something really going on right now. And I think oh, yeah. we're oh, going to start seeing more right after this election. Definitely. I agree with you. I agree with you, Chris. I yeah. agree with you as well. Yep. I agree with yep. you as well. Yep. And I, you know, I don't know if you guys have watched some of these documentaries, The Social Dilemma or Agents of Chaos which really talk about how this algorithm in the right. social media is feeding people very um, specifically designed and delivered doses of messages to get them to believe the things you say that they're believing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I heard about that film, the social dilemma. I got to check it out, but uh, it's right on, you're right on the money with it. Um, like I said, like even my own uncles that, that, talk this stuff and i'm like man where first of all where you hear this from <laughs> you know and then so you know they're hearing it from everywhere like you know facebook you know they have those little clickbait articles you know those Listen, it's, yeah. click on it and you know they just tell you but it's very similar to what happened in 1898 because even the media back then the newspapers they use those same tricks because a lot of people were illiterate back then and so what the newspaper guys would do They'll create these fake news headlines to make it, you know, to scare See, even back then. Yeah. Right. They were doing right. It back then right. With the clickbait yeah. articles. And right. even the one guy who owned the Raleigh News and Observer, who was the big, the biggest newspaper in North Carolina back then, he even admitted later on in life before he died that a lot of stuff he put out there, he just made it up because he was trying to sell papers and also promote the, the white supremacy agenda that led to the 1898 massacre. Right. So it's like, and that's that's why I like doing documentaries on history. Because it's really not just to us to look at history, but to learn from it and learn not to fall for those same mistakes again. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I don't know how we don't fall for them when we all get to curate our own version of reality. Right. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can't agree on That's reality want. right now. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Think about right. that. Right. That's, yeah. And that way they've already won, whatever, whoever that is, the empire, whatever you want to say. But, and that, that makes me, ang- that gives me great anxiety just from what you said, because that's really the problem. And um, uh, you can't even argue with people intelligently about that. (laughs) And I also wonder, so when the system is broken and there's nothing, is everybody just going to be happy that nobody has anything that, you know, right now we're in a point where we're going into winter. People don't have health care. They don't have unemployment insurance. They don't have jobs. Um, We're going to see a lot of deaths that will be COVID adjacent because of poverty. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's serious. And I know, uh, you know, anytime, you know, this country goes through like, you know, hardships or downtimes, you know, our people take the most of it. You know what I'm saying? And I know when COVID hit a few months right after that, they talked about all the black businesses that were lost. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you, we haven't seen anything yet because it's just it's only going to get worse with businesses, mm-hmm. unemployment and everything. And a lot of times our people usually take take the most of it yeah. out of all this stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah. this, this yeah. is bad. And that's yeah. why I understand. Yeah. yeah. Why some of our people just won't wake up. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't get it. But hopefully, you know, us as artists, you know, we have to continue to do what we do. Um, and just try to give our people some type of chance. And I think that's what the commitment, me and Dennis and, and folks like yourself as well, as artists, to try yeah, to do what we can do to, to open up you know, the minds of our folks. How are we going to do it? Hey, continue to do this media. You know, like your platforms. You know, even though, like when I did Wilmington on Fire, you know, I was just a dude from a small town in North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I had no connection to mm-hmm. Hollywood, New York, mm-hmm. none. You know, from a place called Lawrence. Exactly, you know, which is good. Heard. That's yeah. that's the that's how you really right. do it. Yeah, yeah. I think we all can just do a little something. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you know what? I'm not a part of Hollywood. I don't know yep. anyone in Hollywood. Good for you. But I think telling this story can can help make some type of dent. You know what I'm saying? And I think we all can just do something to keep cracking at that dent of white supremacy in this system. You know, I think a lot of times people feel like if they don't do nothing big scale 
or if they're not a LeBron James or a Spike Lee or whoever, some big scale person, that they can't really make a difference. But yeah. I think, you know, if we just start small, man, exactly making a difference in your own home, yes, your exactly. own block, your own neighborhood, you know, and just take it like that. And then it'll just expand and grow. And I think a lot of times we, our people are always looking for the big, big impact. Yes, I, I agree. If we, it, if we just keep it small and then just yeah. grow it out, I think we'll see a, a difference. And I think, you know, this local election is really going to be important as well locally also. And I think we got to really take this local election real serious. I agree. We got to get out and vote. Yeah. I agree. I read somewhere that the GOP were putting out fake uh, boxes for dropping off um, ballots and um, that, uh, you know, they were only going to keep the ballots that were for 45. Uh, They play dirty. They are willing to play dirty. They don't have any shame about playing dirty. No, they have no shame. They're sociopaths. You're right. But then the left doesn't doesn't meet it. It, it still thinks that you can right. play quote unquote fair in a in a rigged game, and that is what frustrates me. <laughs> right, it does. It frustrates me a lot because it's like, are you guys trying that. to lose? It's like, are you trying yeah. to lose? Yeah, you know, and it's like. They had the easy win because you had COVID hit, right? And it's like, yo, this is the perfect opportunity to get back on track and win this election all the way through, local level and the presidency. And it's like, you still, it's like, I don't get it. It's like, are you trying to lose? You know what I'm saying? That's what it seems like to me. It's like, it's like they're trying to lose. Yeah. That's what it seems like sometimes, yeah. It is. So what advice... Each of you, I mean, I, I have a lot of faith in the young people, and you guys are pretty young compared to me. What um, what advice do you give to the young people that are around you? Good. Um, you, you, go you got it. Um, I usually just tell young people now to, first of all, to not second guess um, any of their own inclinations or their own ideas or their own impulses in terms of what they see and how they feel they should react. Um, I tell a lot of young people, too, to spend more time, if you can. Like, you don't have to know everything, right? Like, when I was younger, I remember everyone would say, well, it's impossible for you to know everything. So try to hang out with the people who know all the things you don't. This way, you 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 can you can grow. I mean, you know what you don't know, someone else will. Um, I do advocate for that uh, tremendously. I mean, I had a wonderful public school arts uh, background. I had some wonderful teachers um, uh, growing up, um, and and there were, there was always somewhere for me as a young person to go. And to get involved, um, I mean, I mean, like at 18, 19, forget about Juilliard, just even other places. I don't know if young people today have that amount of support in the sense of really going off and trying something that's new or fresh. I think there's a lot of talk about, you know, uh, safe spaces now and all this and political correctness and what can't you say and what can you say? I think young people need to get away from all of that uh, uh, and, and kind of go back a little bit into really what 
civil rights or human rights is really about, if, if they want to do that, if they want to get involved in activism, I think they should really kind of go back a little bit and maybe reread your Angela Davis because the approaches um, that some of those people took have nothing to do with sitting in a classroom and bemoaning uh, what words are being used in what novel. Um, that really gets my goat. As an artist, that bothers me. I don't really care if a white filmmaker is using black people or not. It's like, I have no, I don't care. I don't care. I care what I am doing. I don't, I mean, I care what Chris is doing. I care what you're doing, Tanya. I think we need to be a little bit more conscientious and give each other a little bit more attention. So I try to tell young people, don't pay so much attention to pop culture. You know, you can watch the Grammys or whatever, or the Oscars, but take it with a grain of salt. Be a little bit more concerned with what the artist next door is doing. That's what I tell young people. Because that's your generation. We need, the artists need to kind of reclaim a little bit and take back a little bit of power. Um, I'm very cynical about art in general in the culture because it's all very corporate. Um, uh, Spike Lee's been around forever, God bless him, but I can't stand him. And um, uh, it's sad. You know, he's, 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 you know, we don't need that. You know, um, so I really tell a lot of young people to kind of cut the cord a little bit and in some way, maybe don't care about what came yesterday. Make up something now in the moment, um, you know, and, and I mean, it would be nice to have a new music. I definitely tell young people. Yeah, I definitely tell young people we didn't do it. You know, your elders didn't get it all right. So invent Done, something yeah. that's never been before. Do, 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 and don't worry about rules so much. There's all this sort of, am I doing it the right way? Is it professional? Or Please, you wouldn't have rap, funk, or punk rock if anybody cared about being professional. Don't worry about all that. Find something, you know. So, But I, I have to say that I think that the worry about all of that comes from the fact that even as um, much of an illusion it was when I was growing up, yes, and I'm much yes. older than both of you, that worked hard yes, you could be yes, successful yes. i think with technology bombarding young people they know that failure is a greater probability now failure even no, to be no. able to make a living that can keep a roof over your head is a greater probability now no. than anything else yeah, so no, i understand no. it's taken me time to understand the the fear no. the concern about getting it right but the reality is there is no right that's going to guarantee you safety exactly. or a good life. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And, uh, you know, I mentor a lot of uh, filmmakers. Yes, you know, Chris now, mentors like, half the of state them, of North Carolina, <laughs> I would say. You know, I try to do that and I try to expect to produce a lot of, you know, projects as well. Yep. And yep. I just try to tell them, especially black um, filmmakers, you know, embrace independence, you know, use it to your advantage. Um, and really yep. learn how to really utilize the internet to your advantage as well. And, you know, start thinking outside the box, you know, it's, yep. you know, and just like there's really not a, a real way to make a film, you know, you really exactly. don't, you can break all the rules 
to even screen and promote your film as well. well I'm exactly. gonna hit you up to find um, out how to do so, all that. So you know, I always try to tell them to really think outside of the system in regards to screening and promoting, you know, your, your film projects. You know, and <laughs> yeah, hit me up. That's yeah. it. Hit him up. Hit Chris him, knows up. all. Listen, he's he's. I call Chris. He's like the Roger <laughs> Corman of the black independent <laughs> new wave. I'm serious. He, he knows how to take a dollar and stretch it. He goes for quality. He does not believe in spending excessive amounts of money for nonsense. Uh, he's a believer in all the artists he supports. Um, in, in, in my 40 years on this planet, I've not had someone like Chris. I wish I knew Chris when I was doing theater because he's so also invested in, 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 in all the artists that he works with, which is very rare. And um, and he has an old soul, quite frankly, so and that helps. Way, and Chris, and you need that. And he's a wonder, Tanya, on the internet. I mean, he's a wonder. He, because innately, innately, though, no one taught this to Chris. Chris innately knows how to use how um, to use the internet. It was uh, how I kind of got this way was just like I said, growing in growing up in a small town, and it forced me to because yeah, I wasn't you, you, in New York you, you, or LA yeah. or these bigger places. So I say, I got to figure this internet thing out because I'm in a small market in a small town. And I just kind of just learned things on my own. You know what I'm saying? Also just reaching out to folks, you know, like yes. people, people, people would be surprised. Wonderful at doing too. He's wonderful yeah, people would be surprised if you just reach out to somebody, all they're going to say is back yes. To you. Or all they're going to say is yes or no. No, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I've been fortunate enough to just email folks um, yeah, who worked right. in Hollywood or eventually worked in Hollywood to get their yeah. advice on a lot of things. And there's plenty of podcasts out here, books. They have just a wealth of free information. Some of the stuff you can't use, but some of the stuff you can kind of tailor and adapt to, to your film or your style of filmmaking. You know what I'm saying? And it's really just a lot of trial and error as well. And it's just really, you just got to just start experimenting around, you know, and really find that audience. And once you find your audience, you just go right to them. And just the success, the luck that I've had over the years with my audience, it's like they're invested, you know, like any project yeah. I, I come out yeah. now support, yeah. they ride with it, you know, and that's what you want. Cause one guy, um, Ryan Leslie, he created this app called the Superphone, and cause he really wanted to connect right. with his audience. And he tells, right independent artists, whether they're musicians, filmmakers, tells them all the time. He said, what you need to focus on get it, is getting a thousand supporters, a thousand fans that support you to at least spend $10 a month with you, whether it's your film, your music, your merchandise, your shows or whatever. He said, if you can do that at the minimum, a thousand people that are going to spend at least $10 a month with you, that's over 120,000 a year. You good. You know what I'm saying? He said, so it's just all a numbers game. And that's what I've been just really striving to strive for mm. is getting to that number. And if I can do that, you know, I can be really a, a true, true independent artist. And then a lot of times when you're doing phone, those type I've of numbers, heard of it before. that's when Hollywood wants to start playing phone? ball you with you somewhat. It? And you can really do it on your terms when you ain't got to do like no BS or nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I actually use it. I actually use it. Well, the Superphone is pretty much like, like he started it. What did he start? He started about six years ago, and he had it in the beta stage. I don't know what the price is now because I came in early. It was like me and about a couple hundred other people 
the late Nipsey Hussle, he was one of them. Right. Um, and it's really a way where it's not your real phone, but it's a it's a phone app that's connected to your cell phone where you can give people out your phone phone number and say, hey, if you ever want to hit me up, just send this, send me a text. And a lot of times when you're a so-called celebrity, a well-known person, everyone wants to hit up their favorite artist, you know? Right. right. And so once right. they hit you right. up through the cell, right. it sends you another link saying, hey, well, this is Chris Everett. Thanks for reaching out. Put your number in my phone book with this link. The link, you hit the link, you put in your name, your social media, all that stuff. And now you're in my phone book. So like whenever I go to like Dennis, for example, if he's in my super phone, he's in New York. So whenever I do a show or something in New York, I can reach out to Dennis personally, send him a text. Say, hey, what's up, Dennis? This is Chris. I'm showing Wilmington on fire in New York on October 30th. Here's a link for the tickets. You know, he's a fan, so he's probably going to hit that link. And also I can track like who all buys what from me. Who else is doing right. So it wow. gives me a track. I can track all my super fans. So like if Dennis has spent like $200 or $500 this year on me, I can look that up. I got his birthday, so I can send him a special message for his birthday. I can send him like a discount. Yeah, all that stuff. So I've been using it for about five years now. Like I said, luckily, because I was a fan yeah, of mine. Like, that's, that's and intense. like I said, I, I'm always, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, I've always, and that's why I said I always try to stay what's going on. And it was unheard of when he did it six years ago. Like I said, Nipsey Hustle. That's when I first heard about Nipsey Hustle was when he had was doing it. And I said, man, I got to get on to this. You know, <laughs> then I would tell people about me thought I was crazy. I was like, but then one of the main reasons yeah. why I did it is when I was doing these screenings for Wilmington on Fire, I was getting like 500 people to 1,000 yeah. people to come to the screening. But it was hard to get people email information because you have the sheet out there. Everyone's not going to sign the sign up sheet or sometimes you can't even read the handwriting a lot of time. So I said, you know what, let me go ahead and get this super phone thing. So I had, I know one screen, I had like five minutes <laughs> and I said, you know, Hey everyone, thanks for coming to the screen tonight. I appreciate it for a special treat for you coming out, check out the film. Cause we had like a free promotional soundtrack that we had out there. And so I pretty much told everybody to text my number and you'll get a free download of the soundtrack. So you can set up your, your your mass text to go out however you want it. So I set it up for when people sign up for the Superphone, they'll get the link to download the soundtrack plus the link to, to buy the film as well on DVD, just in case they didn't buy it after the screening. And so that way I was able to get like a whole bunch of email contacts, their cell phones, everything. So whenever I come back to that town or city again, I can just reach out to those same folks, you know, mm -hmm. whether whatever type of event or special we got going on. It's just that sounds like a it's dope. It's direct to consumer. Right there. It's direct to consumer. Wow. But yeah, we can talk more about it. You know, we'll talk more about yeah. it. I definitely will hit you up about that. So I want to ask you the, each this question as we wrap up. Can you tell me something that was a real uh, a setback in your life, or you experienced it as that that turned out to be a really great thing? That it when it happened, you thought it was a bad thing, but in hindsight, it was a great thing. I would I go. Um, I would say when I when I got laid off from my job in in Atlanta, Georgia, in 2010, and I thought I was like, man, what what when I'm gonna be able to do? I got to move back to North Carolina now because I had lost my apartment, and it was just the the economy was real tough around that time too. 
And but the thing is, is that that's when I came up with the idea to do Wilmington on Fire. Um, that's what led me to actually eventually do that film. And, and the rest is history. So at the time, I thought the end of the world was happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. yeah, of and but of eventually, but it turned it out to be a huge blessing as well. Nice. And you, Dennis? Um, I would probably say um, I back up somewhere around the mid nineties. Um, I was suffering terribly from depression. Um, and I'm not ashamed to say that they, I'm, I'm bipolar. So they, 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 I'm, I'm manic depressive. Um, I had spent maybe two weeks when I was quite young, maybe 19, God, uh, at Payne Whitney mental health clinic, uh, in New York, because they had a, an arrangement <laughs> with Juilliard students. <laughs> so you know, they were all going crazy. Um, but I thought, wow, I don't know what's happened to me. Um, in going through that, though, um, I, I kind of did a whole sort of reassessment of myself as a very young artist and then decided then that I would, I would direct. I knew then that I would probably leave school and, and form my own theater company. It was weird. It was like even, even though I was severely, because I just thought it was a clinical depression um and it was a very scary time um it kind of changed my whole outlook for some reason in terms of how i was then approaching everything um hitting that sort of spiritual ground zero you know hitting that that that, that kind of place um so that was something now i look back and i realize and i've had numerous moments like that in my life but that was the first time where i thought okay that's something now I'm definitely very, very, uh, uh, in a way, uh, lucky to have had. I mean, I, I appreciate that humbling experience because I never would have, would have uh, had the audacity, I think, to, to have uh, become the artist that, that I tried to be. So that was it, yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you both. Um, let us know right now, are there any upcoming screenings of Wilmington on Fire or as an act of protest? Yeah. Well, as an act of protest, um, that's coming out. People can watch that digitally on Vimeo on yeah. October 30th, Finally. October 30th. So people can, the whole world can watch it together. October 30th on Vimeo on demand, yes. Wilmington on fire. Uh, we have a couple of events for that. Um, Quelle TV, we're doing a, a live stream with Quelle TV on November 10th, the actual anniversary of the 1898 massacre. So we're doing that on Quell ATV. People already um, have a subscription. Check it out. If you don't have a subscription, you can still sign up at Quelle.tv um, um, to check that out November 10th at 7 o'clock. And you can also watch Wilmington on Fire whenever you want on Amazon Prime as well. I'm going to try to see if we can get this podcast out before that date so um, people can catch that. I want to thank you, Christopher and Dennis, for uh, spending time with me today. Uh, my name is Tanya Pinkins, and you've been listening to You Can't Say That on the Broadway Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to You Can't Say That, the show where you can. I'm Tanya Pinkins. This is part of the Broadway Podcast Network, 
Produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals. Edited by Derek Gunther. Music by Anthony Norman. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And visit me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And let me know what you'd like to hear me talk about. For more information, visit bpn.fm forward slash YCST. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.